Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to improve themselves, overcome obstacles, and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Hey, hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. I am really excited to share this episode I have for you with Andy Binker. She is here to talk about self-love, how to do something in your life to get out of depression, and to work on real self-improvement starts with your heart. She was nominated by several of you to be on this show, so I was glad to finally make it happen. You will not be disappointed. Before we get into that, I want to remind you of the creativity challenge that I am doing right now. I shared about it last Wednesday on my joy episode, and I've linked to that in the show notes on my website about progress. But the creativity challenge is to do something a day that is creative, and it can be any kind of creative. If you're good at organizing, or even if you're not good at organizing, um, baking, dancing with your kids, whatever it is, do something creative and see how it helps you. I missed yesterday and I am feeling it folks, even just a little creativity goes a long way. If you are new here, a special welcome. Please subscribe so you get this podcast downloaded directly to your phone each Wednesday and you don't even have to think about it. And if you are not new here, but you keep coming back, that rating and review, they matter to me so much. If you can hop onto iTunes and leave me a rating and review, that'd be great. I have a goal to reach 500. We're a little over 150. Interestingly enough, I did a little poll on Instagram um, yesterday, actually, and 65% of you who did the poll said you are subscribed and 18% of you said you've left a review. So let's get that gap a little smaller if we can. I appreciate it, folks. Okay, before we jump into this episode, I have to just warn you, I had to hold my baby for part of it, and while I was able to edit out most of his noise, sometimes I'm asking a question near the end, you can hear him a little bit, but Andy was such a pro at handling all the things I threw at her. You are going to love this conversation. Let's get to Andy. Hi, I'm here with Andy Vinker. Hi, Andy. Hi. Hi. You are such a cheerful person online. I've been so excited to get to know you here. Um, maybe you can start by introducing yourself for people who aren't familiar with you. Sure. Um, I'm Andy Vinker. Um, I'm a mom of two little boys. I am a self-help guru, a barbecue lover, as well as I try to be an advocate for self-love. And um, I speak out a lot to youth groups about suicide prevention and moms about postpartum awareness and just try and be a huge advocate for self-love and fitness and nutrition and just all <laughs> just trying to bring that all together and kind of close the gap and making teaching that's like all one thing, not just like fitness is one thing, self-love is another thing. It all kind of goes together. I love that. I love how you talk about that. Well, people know that I just had a baby, or some people might not know that I just had a baby. So I am eager to hear your thoughts on postpartum self-love. And I did not know that you spoke to teens. So that is really cool. And I'm excited to hear more about that. We're going to be going um, deep today. We already talked about this off the air, but we're going to be going a little deep here. But I wanted to start with Um, I mentioned how cheerful you are, and you just always seem so happy, and I just wanted to know if that was always the case for you. You know, just like normal life, like, I don't think anyone is, like, always cheerful. For me, Mm 
Um, I actually have like up and down anxiety and depression and it's always, it's actually like such a daily struggle. It's an everyday thing Mm -hmm. that I really try and consciously choose positivity, choose joy. And there are those days when I just like can't Mm -hmm. and I don't fight it. (laughs) I'll try and let emotions be heard because I I really believe that it's like if we want to live a positive life, you can't just slap on a fake smile and and pretend everything's cool. You have to acknowledge those feelings. And I think I've learned that so much in the last few years, especially trying to like share it and teach that just emotions are so real and we have to face all of them to be able to find positivity and find joy. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people take, um, what is the word issue? They take issue <laughs> to, that saying you that you choose happiness and why I think mm-hmm. they take issue to that is because they think that we're saying fake it just fake it just pretend and <laughs> that's not the case right it's it's more like you said cultivating it and learning how to find it each day let's let's go into maybe how this started for you like what the roots are to you beginning to choose that happiness and that always goes to a time that maybe was not happy for you. So let, let's get back to what started this whole self-love and acceptance journey for you. Yeah. Um, so I actually have always had weird body image disorder, you know, like mm-hmm. not, not to the point that, that I ever had like an eating disorder, but I just never really liked what I saw in the mirror. Even as a teenager, mm-hmm. I was always doing diets my whole adolescence. Um, and so after I had my first baby, I had this like huge background of <laughs> these insecurities that just completely blew up after I had my baby. Like nobody mm-hmm. told me that you looked pregnant after you have a baby. Nobody told me that about stretch marks or that I wouldn't fit into my pre-pregnancy pants and so I made the mistake of wearing pre-pregnancy pants trying to out of the hospital and just like little things oh my goodness yeah we've all done it (laughs) for sure oh it totally wrecked me it completely Mm. wrecked me um and I remember just um I I started over training I started over exercising I was actually teaching Zumba fitness at the time and so um before I even had medical clearance I went back to teaching 20 hours, no joke, 20 hours of Zumba a week trying to lose the baby weight. And I wasn't eating enough and baby was like five weeks old. And so Mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping enough. And so just, it was just a complete equation, you know, like all the pieces (laughs) to like the worst equation ever. Like it just spun me out. I completely spun out. And um, I remember it even got to the point that, I was just by myself in in my kitchen and contemplating suicide. And if it wasn't for some stuff that, like a class I had taken at school and doing what's called a coping card and just kind of, um, you know, kind of having this this tool that helped me go to my husband and ask for help, I don't know where I'd be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember feeling such a, a sadness and such a darkness that I couldn't even, like, I couldn't connect with my baby, I couldn't connect with my husband, all because I was wrapped up in this just insecurity and and feeling like a failure as a new mom. Like, I couldn't feel confident. I I couldn't 
do normal mom things because I wasn't eating enough, you know, so I wasn't able to nurse. And so um, after that, um, I'm getting help from my husband. He helped me find a whole team of medical professionals, a therapist, my OB, um, and even my church leaders. Like I went to every source possible seeking help. And they were all so good to really try and pull me out of of that that deep sadness. And so from there, I really tried to connect also to my Heavenly Father, my my higher power. However, I don't know if everyone's religious here, but I am ultra-religious because that's what saved me mm-hmm. um, ultimately. Um, so after trying to, like, connect with my Heavenly Father, I, I later found out I was having or expecting my second baby. Oh, yeah. And that was a really rough pregnancy. <laughs> so and how old help. was your oldest I at came this out point, of like, too? <laughs> he was, he was, uh, almost, he was just a little bit over two. No, oh, yeah. He oh, was, okay. He I, was just under, just under in two. In my head, I, I was, like, imagining six months old. <laughs> like, that back kind of time. Like, no, no, I was like, whoa, that's so hard. <laughs> no, Okay. So you had a little was, time to kind little, of learn. A little bit of time. Okay. Yeah. I had a good a good time to to kind of heal and get used to like momming. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he was he was a maybe barely a little over a year. But um so then that pregnancy was just rough times too though, because as soon as I was like pulled out of the depression, I almost went right back in because I was yeah. on bed rest. I was oh, so goodness. sick. And so I lived in the hospital. I couldn't even take care of my child, like the, my one job as a mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just little things. But being in that place and knowing where I had been before, I knew I had a choice. I could either succumb and fall back into depression, just let it take over, or I could be proactive and I could do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of that being so fresh, like I turned immediately to all the that team of help, my therapist, uh, my OB, and everyone just totally reached out and helped me do the best we could with the situation that we were in. Um, and I even like started a business. I started picking up every little hobby I could. I started crocheting scarves mm-hmm. <laughs> and doing all these this stuff, just trying to keep myself up because I feel like. Um, I don't know, with with depression, like, being there and being in that place, I totally understand when people say, like, I couldn't get myself out of it, of course. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that the second you catch it and the second you, like, really, really work, if you really work at it, you can beat the symptoms of depression. You can do your best to feel happy, even in the hard times. And so... It was through that pregnancy that I really started learning more and researching about postpartum fitness and postpartum health and weight loss, as well as just really trying to focus in and get in tune with, with again, my, my Heavenly Father and just really trying to connect with my baby the best I could with um, my first baby and just trying to have a relationship with everyone around me just doing everything I could in my power to feel better. Um, And so when baby came, um, I remember being in the hospital and I said a real prayer. And I was like, Heavenly Father, I need you to do me a favor. (laughs) You know me and I know me. And we both know I can, I'm just such a mess after babies. So please help me 
see myself the way that you see me. And please help me love myself the way that you love me. And I'm not kidding. That was like verbatim. And even still, when I have hard days, those are the same words I try and say in my morning prayers because I I trust with you. The second I said those words, it was like shallow how. Like these goggles were put over my eyes. Yeah. And I would look at myself in the mirror and I saw the hottest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, I've never <laughs> looked so good. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I felt so happy and confident. And I look back at my pictures and I obviously looked like I just had a baby. But at the moment, I just felt so happy and confident that it didn't matter what I looked like. I was just so proud to have survived another pregnancy and to be where I was and to have such a connection with my family and with my higher power that it was, I couldn't even see insecurity. And so from there, I was able to take that that power and that confidence and lose 64 pounds and eventually start a business and trying to help women do the same thing through self-love and and trying to learn how to just find that confidence and find that self-love through health and fitness and teaching that it's, it's a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a heart thing when it comes to to losing weight and stuff. Well, Andy, I love that you put that self-love piece first. Um, People who have listened to this at all know that I have a history with, you know, all of this stuff, especially the eating disorder piece uh, like 10, you know, 12 years ago was when it was my peak of that part. So I very much connect to that. But the thing that worries me when I'm, when, as an observer and as um, someone who, uh, follow social media, fitness accounts and all that. I'm really careful about who I follow because I think so many people in the business of fitness, it's more, it's more, um, the before and afters, uh, that are driving things, but also this tone, this feeling like, see how happy I am because of my goal I achieved, which in essence is a size. Um, but for mm-hmm. you, it's different. It feels, it feels like you're what you've just been saying. It's about that self-love piece, that self-acceptance, that, um, connection to others, that working on other things, not just the, the body being the sole focus as a way to get yourself out of uh, a rut or a bad feeling. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on why that self-love needs to be the first piece to the puzzle and the foundation to whatever we're doing to grow and, and to have goals that we reach for, regardless of if it's fitness or not. But why does it need to be that foundation first? I love the way that you put that question. Um, it actually reminds me of a conversation I had with a student, um, I teach fitness classes at a local university, and I had a really cute student that said that she was struggling to lose weight, that she really, really wanted to lose weight because mm-hmm. she didn't feel confident, and just kind of what we've been talking about, and as the first thing I, I was suggesting, I was just like, listen, you have to do this out of a place of love, mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm, I'm all about, like I said, I love self-help, I love growth, I love yeah doing hard things um but i feel like if we do it from the wrong place if we do it um out of self-loathing or like oh i'm not good enough like it will never last um and and i love (laughs) i'm a huge fan of moana the disney movie (laughs) because 
the jazz sings that song that says like you can find happiness right where you are and i feel like we have to find that happiness anywhere we are because it's like otherwise we're just going to be chasing this thing it's like we're going to be like you said like chasing a number hoping that by then once we hit that that goal weight once we hit that body fat percentage when we hit whatever that size of pant is that we're going to be happy when that's not the case. It's like, if you don't start happy, you'll never find that happiness. We have to start at that place of, of love and knowing that we're doing this out of trying to be our best self for ourselves and for those we love, because then every single phase of the process is not just easier, but we have, it has purpose it has meaning and it will last. Wow. That's so true. And, you know, I think regardless of if someone is into fitness, whatever the goal is they're pursuing, whether it's like I need to hit this number in my business or I need to get this reaction or routine out of my children, I need to get, you know, whatever the goal is, you will not be happier once you get there if you're not already working on that self-confidence and that foundation. So that's what I hope people can get out of this Um, because it's not just fitness, you know, that fitness is not the only way, but it's one way that I think a lot of us relate to because there's so many other things related to fitness besides getting a healthy body. So let's talk about the spiritual and mental side to fitness for you. Um, cause that's what it is for me for sure. You know, um, I, I definitely feel a difference when I haven't even gone for like a walk, say, um, in a day, but I also love those hard workouts too. So what is it for you that you get out of fitness beyond just the health piece? Um, I just love waking up first thing. I go to the gym at five in the morning <laughs> every yeah. day uh-huh. um, because I love being able to, to check one hard thing off first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. I finish and I go through a pretty hard, I, I go and train really intensely and I slay a workout the best I can first thing in the morning. And when I finish something hard first thing in the morning like that, anything that comes my way throughout the day, whether it's tantrums at Costco or, you know, like things like the internet is broken and mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't build my business, um, whatever it is, I can face it and I can deal with it because I've already done one hard thing yeah. in the day. Um, and so I feel super empowered by that. And then I also love the idea of, um, I love seeing my kids right when I get home from the gym, they'll always greet me at the door and they always tell me, ask me if I feel strong or if I feel awesome. And I love having That's so sweet. like the opportunity to be an example to my little boys being like, you know what, you guys can do hard things. You can do anything that you want to with hard work. Mm, I love that, Andy. That's so, that's so great. And I love that feeling too. That That's totally what it is. It doesn't mean, I, I hope uh, people understand. I'm not saying like, don't, don't do fitness. It doesn't make you happy. It's not what I'm saying <laughs> at all. I'm, I'm just trying to draw that connection. You know, it's doing something hard and overcoming it. That mm-hmm. makes us feel so good. And I, I feel like this is one of your tools to self-love. It's time for our mid-episode break, and I just have to take advantage of having a fitness genius on the show to share with you my favorite 
fitness apparel brand, Fabletics. I have a lot of different workout clothes from a lot of different places, but my stuff from Fabletics is what I always reach for first. I can't say enough good about this brand. I have been a VIP member of them for over three years now, and it's really easy for me to skip each month when I'm not ready, but when I know that I want something, I go on there, I choose my outfit. The quality of these clothes really is incredible. The leggings especially are my favorite as well as the jackets. The leggings are thick and never see-through and they suck you in and make you feel like you can perform anything athletic. And this is saying a lot coming from this postpartum mama. I just barely pulled out all my athletic workout clothes and I'm so excited to have them out again. I'm reminding myself what motivation it is to have cute clothes and ones that I know are going to suck me in and make me feel good in them and that I can get really sweaty without getting see-through. I have a special deal for you, my listeners. If you follow the link in my show notes or on my website aboutprogress.com, you can get two of their leggings for $24. I have not been able to ever get as good a deal as that. And that is worth $100. You will love these leggings. Definitely give them a chance. And again, you can see the link to get those two for $24 leggings in my show notes on my website aboutprogress.com. Let's get back to my interview now with Andy. Tell me some more of your tools that you turned to. You talked about when you were, um, you know, your first little bit being postpartum with your second baby that you turned to those tools and you included connection with others. Um, tell me more about what some, what are some tools you have in your belt? Um, I rely, I had to learn to ask for help. Um, and I learned that skill after my first postpartum depression and so after um after I had my second baby I did what I could to seek out the very best when it came to fitness because I've been I've actually been doing group fitness and personal training for the last decade I can say decade now so I feel really cool and I will use that all the time (laughs) but I feel like so I know I know what I'm doing but I'm not a very good self-trainer. I was very hard on myself because that was my whole life. I was, I've always been really hard on myself. And so knowing that and knowing myself, I did what I could to research and find coaches. And so I could have an external group, a husband and wife, they're super cute. Um, and they would be there to be like, you know what, you're doing just fine. Yeah. You are doing okay. Take it easy. And so hmm. I could have that positive, you know, that positive feedback from the outside I and mean, then I would believe it unlike when your family's like oh you're looking great it's like sure you're my family you know <laughs> so yeah. it's nice to kind of have an external voice that was not biased they were just honest and honestly nice to me when I needed that um and something else um so yeah just asking for help and again prayer and journaling and a lot of turning to scriptures and self-help books I try really hard to listen to positive things for at least 20 minutes a day. And like whether it's an audiobook form or, or a podcast or something that will just kind of first remind me that, again, like I'm doing okay. I feel like we as women are really good at telling ourselves that we're not doing well at things. Oh my goodness, <laughs> And yes. so I like having, right? <laughs> so I like having a voice being like, you're doing really awesome. You're doing yeah. super awesome, and it's a stranger. They don't—they've never met me. It was a book that was written 
years and years ago, but it, it resonates with me. And so those things, just really trying to surround myself in positive, you know, positive educating things as well as positive people, that has really made a huge difference. You know, that relates so much to social media to this talk that um, I have often with people about, you know, if we just took a day away from social media, I think our self-esteem would go up. Or if we went through our feed alone and just made sure we were filtering people, like we, we were only following people who are going to be a positive influence in our lives, I think that our whole view of ourselves would change for the better um, so sometimes it's just identifying when you're not in the right headspace for social media, when it's not doing any good for you and doing what you said, fill it up with other things that are going to fill you up, whether it's educational or mental or emotional, spiritual, it's filling yourself up first with things that are really of substance. Yeah. And I, and with that, just knowing when to, when to stop with social media, like, mm-hmm. I know that when I'm feeling extra anxious, I, I have to log off or I'll just trying to escape anxiety almost. Yeah. I dive deeper into social media. It's so interesting how that, how like our brains do that. My goodness. But I just know that it's like the second I feel anxious, shut it all down and walk away. <laughs> That's so smart. I love how proactive you are about those things. Like you said, if you get a whisper of, you know, depression symptoms or if you're beginning to feel those anxious feelings, identify what drags you down. And for me, it's the same thing. Social media is one of those. It's really easy for me to turn to that to escape what I'm feeling um, instead of putting it aside and feeling not not running away from my problems with other ways, but trying to fill myself up instead. One thing that you did talk about um, while you're pregnant with your second, I, I heard you saying a lot of the activities you picked up. You, like you said, crocheting. Was that one of them? <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So I, I have started a business. Yeah, you started a business. Okay, we're going to talk about that too. But it's not I... alive right now, so it's okay. But oh, okay. Um, we're still going to talk about it. But um, I okay. I have this campaign called Do Something that I started when I just had a blog. I, I didn't have a podcast yet, and like nobody was reading the the blog, and um, it was I just felt really called to share this message of do something. Just pick something up. Just try something that you think about for me it was like a ballet class or uh, getting into the getting to learn how to swim (laughs) for me was another one um knitting you know whatever it is art like calligraphy one of the things I'm loving is the hand lettering right now and I totally stink at it but just picking that up just trying something (laughs) so I wanted to hear your thoughts on that whole idea of how doing something can transform the way you're feeling and 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 be a better way to cope with life well, first, what an amazing movement! That's that's such a great well, idea, and I love that you felt that it, call. But I still feel called to keep sharing that message, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm like, let's, well, let's, call. let's, let's hear do it more together. about this. We'll share it together. Good. All right, tell me, tell but me I, why, Annie. I, okay, so instinctively, anytime I'm feeling dumpy or sad, I I always feel the best option is to hide in my bed and just weep and cry. <laughs> just I'm impressed that's your um, reaction. Then, I have other reactions. <laughs> <laughs> or like throw a tantrum like Oh an my adult. goodness, I was going to say I throw mom <laughs> tantrums. That's what I do. <laughs> it's a real thing. But yes. I learned that as I've experienced those things, um, there it's not helping anybody and it's not mm-hmm. helping me either. To mm-hmm. just, and you know, like sometimes we do need like to have a really good cry. 
Yeah. But I've learned, I learned a couple of years ago that the things that help me the most are being in the sunlight, disconnecting from yeah. everything, like all medias, even books, TV, mm-hmm. and just being outside with my family or by myself um, and just being in the sun. So hopefully it's sunny because I don't do snow. But yeah, just things, things that I've, I've known is that, or at least what I've experienced is that like, the second you start doing something, you change your state. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan, and he is huge about um, when you're feeling in a certain way, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling angry, you're sad, you give yourself eight seconds to feel your feelings, and then you have to change your physical state. So that means either, like, get up or do something or, like, put your hands in the air or just go on a walk, doing something physically different because it will make you feel better. It will make you feel different, and and it works. It's totally it totally works. And so that's why when I was like feeling so sad, I remember, so what, what brought on like crocheting in the hospital was, yeah, I was like hooked up to IVs all the time. I was so dehydrated during my pregnancy and I had one arm that was always plugged in and the other arm was just kind of there. And I had to be at the hospital for four hours at a time. And so I just found yarn in my house and I just took it with me and I started crocheting so I could do something with my hands so I could feel like I was doing something. We don't have to put this on the air, but what were you on bed rest for? Did you have like severe morning sickness? I had, yeah, it was like I couldn't even drink water. I was so dehydrated all the time. And that was rough. It was so sad. Like there would be times when um, I, my mom would feel like a feeling to come by and just see how we were. And I'd be passed out by the toilet and my son would be screaming oh, because I was completely out? unable, literally passed out. And so she would have to like rush me to the hospital. <laughs> um, I wanted to hear more about this business. Cause you said you were working on a business, but did you say you're not now? Are you doing other things? <laughs> yeah. So my, my crocheting business, is no longer. Oh, you're that was just a pregnancy business. Thing. Okay, I totally I missed <laughs> that you said crocheting. But my business is going on. <laughs> okay, got it. So tell me about your fitness business now. Um, you've talked about how the 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 heart of it is self love, but that must have been pretty scary to start a business. Um, especially oh, terrifying. Yeah. So I want to hear about that because that's doing something that scares you big time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it scares my whole family because it's a big financial, it was yes. a big financial venture and a lot of time. So I just have always felt this calling and, and like how you're saying with your do something campaign, like you feel, you feel something so deep inside of you that you need to act on it. And um, this last year, I really, really focused, focused on self growth and self improvement. And so I just felt this need to to start this business and help share my message with as many people as I could. And a couple of years ago, I actually started on Instagram, on social media, that as I started to kind of lose my baby weight, I wanted to document it and tell people about, like, real life. Like, this is me losing weight every single step of the way and me trying really hard to maintain a positive attitude. So when I went through that, I felt so prompted to share it. And now, um, I really, I've taken everything that I've learned and put it into an online fitness portal, which is awesome. And we have women from Canada to 
to the Dominican, to all over the place, um, and here all over the states. Um, they've like just resonated with my message that uh-huh. it's, it's a program that's not like any others because we don't focus on like appearance. Like the, there's mm. nothing more icky, icky feeling to me than the people that market with appearance first or saying, don't you want to feel ultra confident? And it's like, no, we build you first. And so we focus on nutrition and balanced nutrition. We focus on exercise, balanced exercise. We don't do anything excessive. We focus on family friendly things because I know that the women I want, the woman I wanted to be was someone that was confident and strong to be the mom that my kids needed. And I know that those are the women that I'm serving to. Those that want to be their very best selves for, to be able to serve and love those around them the way we all deserve to be loved. And so um, we built this program and we also added like the strongest women, all of the internet for the best Facebook community. And it's been blown up to be such a beautiful thing, just strong women empowering each other. And they all share their struggles. They all share their victories. And it's always mental and emotional first. And it's so awesome to see like someone will be like, I'm having such a rough day. I don't feel motivated at all. And everyone will just jump in and be like, we all love you anyway. And like, you can do this. You can do hard things. Look at this other hard thing that you've done. And it's just created such a family atmosphere. And we've had women transform not just their bodies, not just their physiques, but the way they see themselves. And it has been the most powerful experience for me to watch these women step into their power and own the people that they are and who they've always wanted to be the second someone gave them permission to. It's been amazing. So you're just giving them that permission to find how strong they really are internally. And, you know, I think that totally does translate. I think the way you, I have this theory, Andy, the way you view your body is the way it will reveal itself or the way it will present itself. So the times that I have been the most like hateful about my body or really obsessed with it have been the times where I haven't licked my best and the times where I've just accepted it for what it is. It's like something chemically or maybe deep in my, my cells, my atoms just changes and it, and it, and it presents itself differently physically too. And I don't mean like I'm suddenly a size zero or anything like that, but I just mean, (laughs) I think the way we view ourselves really has way more power than we possibly can think, even physical power. Um, and I love that you're, you're teaching women how to do that. Yeah. And like studies have even shown like the second you like dress up, but not because you're dressed up, you look better. It's because your, your state changes. Like I, I always tell my friends, like when they're mad, their colors change, like their skin colors change. Um, (laughs) whether they believe me or not, I don't know, but but I feel like that when you when you feel that confident and you feel beautiful, like really beautiful, you could be wearing sweatpants, but you feel so beautiful, it radiates. It shows in your eyes, it shows in your skin, and it, it shows in your smile totally. And and we have so much power over the way we see ourselves, not necessarily the way we're dressed or the way we're looking. It's the way we see ourselves. I love that you said it that way too. Mm. 
Well, Andy, so if someone listened to this and like, that's what I need, I need this kind of positive influence, where, where do they go to find this fitness portal you were talking about? And what's the name of your business too? So they can search for it as well. So it's Andy Marie Fitness and it's spelled super Utah. Um, it's A-N-D-I-M-A-R-E-E dot com. Great. And it's, it's been awesome. Well, it's I'll link so, to that. so much fun. Well, it sounds Thank fun. You. And, you can, and you can hear um, just how happy you are to be doing this work. So what has building something really hard, you know, done? We kind of talked about this fitness ways, but building this business and how hard it was, how has that transformed your life for the better? I feel like it's made me feel more in tune or I feel like I can trust myself. Um, I've tried really hard to, like, you hear people that are like, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. Like, you know, you, I feel like deep inside, we all know what we need to do. We get mm. those whispers, we get those impressions, those feelings that tell us where we need to be headed. And it's up to us to, to grab that thought and run with it. And it's usually something way scary. And sometimes it's like a small thing, like saying something to somebody in a grocery store or hmm. something wild, like building a business. But I feel like it's up to us to trust that, grab it and run with it. And so I feel like starting this business, starting something so scary and yes. and um, loaded like this has mm-hmm. really taught me to trust my instincts and just, tr- just be brave, um, say a prayer and just trust that there's a plan for, a, you know, that something good is going to happen as long as I follow what I'm feeling in my heart and in my gut. And so that's really been the biggest, the biggest lesson. It's been terrifying, but so fulfilling, Mm -hmm. but so scary, but so awesome. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you a weird question. If it had failed, you know, quote unquote failed, if it had not done well, Mm -hmm. um, how would you still feel about it? I feel like whether I whether the business fails or something flops, I feel like I won because I tried. And because there was still one person that benefited from the impact that, that our program was able to make, that there was one person that heard that message, that felt that their power, that felt their strength. And so to me, it's not a failure. Even if the business, business flops, I know that I, this is still my mission, or I can just learn from it and keep going. I'm not, I refuse to be a quitter. <laughs> I refuse yeah. to quit. Um, and I try and see a failure as an opportunity to learn and try a different way. Hmm. Well, that's great. Goal. I did a whole episode on failure because I think that's what prevents us from trying so many things from big to small. And I just love to hear your view on that, how that's not really <laughs> what mattered in the end. It was you know, having the motivation to help change lives, I think is a lot, um, better of a foundation for our dreams than I want to make this much money necessarily being a main Mm -hmm. goal. So that's really cool to hear your take on it. So Andy, I know you're working on something big right now too. So tell me what you're working on now that is demanding another level of courage for you. (laughs) The scariest thing I've done yet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm writing a book. Mm-hmm. That's I'm writing so a book cool. and it's called After Baby Body. I'm so excited about it and it's yeah. been 
So it's been really fun and also like kind of intimidating to make sure that I'm hitting the right spots again, just trying to trust my gut. And I've been doing a lot of Facebook polls because I want to write a book that doesn't exist, a self-help book for brand new moms that tells them like, you know, it helps them last and it helps them find uh, a tool and a resource to one, just find that support that a lot of postpartum moms don't have. Like a lot of first time moms don't know a lot of stuff. It's not going to be like an all inclusive tell everything. It's not going to be like, I'm going to tell you exactly how to mom. It's going to be more like, here's something, here are like some of my favorite tools as well as um, fitness and nutrition tips that they can take to safely get back to you know, like if they want to lose baby weight, but they can do it in a way that's safe and productive, that they don't have to rely on creepy products, but they just rely on being in tune with their bodies. And it's going to be really focused too on kind of like how you were saying before, like to do something, really focusing on, on being okay with who they are before they have kids, being okay with self-care and making that time for themselves. So when babies do come, they feel that permission and they feel comfortable taking time for themselves and taking time to, you know, like learn and appreciate themselves and their bodies as, as well as taking time to connect with baby because baby, <laughs> babies are hard. Mommy is hard. And so I kind of want to be that voice that is a little, a little bit of humor, but then a whole lot of comfort and a little bit mm. of direction. <laughs> I love that. Humor. Um, humor, comfort, connection, that's what all of us need postpartum and the rest of our lives too. And so you definitely know I'm going to be a buyer of that book for sure. And I know you don't know the release date quite yet, but once you do, um, I will definitely make sure my listeners know that it is out and ready to be read and I will be first in line. So Andy, I'm really impressed that you're doing that. And I wanted to ask you a final question before I let you go. It's something I ask each guest and it's what have you learned about yourself the past few years? The biggest thing I've learned is again, to just trust myself. I feel like I've learned to love myself. I, and I feel like something that hopefully others can resonate with too is I'm smarter than I thought I was um, and more enough than I thought I was and we all are so blessed with a special gift there's something inside each and every one of us and it's just a matter of trusting ourselves enough to, to unlock it and go for it and so something that I've learned about me personally is that that I can do scary hard things and that if I listen to those whispers if I listen to that intuition others will be able to find a benefit and a light from from something that I you know like a gift that we each have that nobody else can like for example like you you have this podcast and you have a way of speaking that nobody else can you have a way of blessing lives that nobody else can and I feel like that's the biggest thing I've learned about myself and about everyone we all have that ability to touch and help somebody out there. It's just a matter of being brave enough to go for it. Andy, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. And you know, I'm just hoping that anybody who listens knows that the way you were able to learn that you could do scary things was because you did them and because you tried. And that's the only way you're going to find out 
if you can do hard things, scary things, as if you go do those hard and scary things, it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be quote unquote successful. Um, but I think it's the making of your soul and doing something hard is, is the success. And I see that so much in you and in your story. And I see that in the business you've created. And I know I'll see it in your book too. So I'm really appreciative you'd be on my show. Thank you so much, Andy. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I loved having Andy on the show for many reasons, but uh, one particularly for me is because I'm in that phase that she talked about when um, you're struggling, you can see some signs of you kind of slipping into some depression even, and that's kind of normal for me after having a baby around this time and I'm trying to pay attention to it. And her reminders to me to take those signs and do something about it and be proactive about it really helped me a lot and I hope it helps you. Andy, you were incredible. Thank you again for being on the show. Next week, you will be hearing an interview I did with a woman named Amber. She is the founder of 11th Candle Co. This is a charity candle company. They're doing amazing things to stop human trafficking right here in America, as well as in Africa. She has an incredible story herself, and I know you're going to love that one too. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday for that interview, and until then, take care of yourself.